realize more about like Nixon going to Helms in 1971, I believe it is. It's the year before Watergate. I think it's like in September, maybe a 71, where he's grilling him about. He's, no, he doesn't go to Helms. He he summons Helms to the White House and says, "We got to have these. I, I got to know about this. These the Who Shot Jack angle. It might come up again. You guys got to give me the files." And then they have that. They also have this argument back and forth where he's saying, "Look, how does how how is this supposed to work? The president." comes to office and then he doesn't even know what previous administrations did you guys need to let me have all of these files and helms just kind of like you know dodges and weaves and and so on so, or if you think you know and think also about nixon he invokes dallas and what the bay of pigs thing and e howard hunt when he during the smoking gun tape that's what that's the smoking gun tape is where he says like oh yeah you know get the cia to cover up because if they don't want to lead to a bunch of hanky panky with hunt and the cubans and you know, the bay, the whole Bay of Pigs thing, it'll open that up. Just tell them that. Stuff we have nothing to do with. Stuff, yeah, stuff we have nothing to do with. And then even on that tape, which never should have really, there's no reason to think for Nixon to have ever thought that that tape would come out to the public, but for some very bizarre circumstances, including one guy saying like, oops, to, the, to Congress, like, oh yeah, there's a taping system. Is that uh, Butterfield? Yeah, Alex Butterfield. But yeah. even on that tape, the smoking gun tape, there's like the missing 14 minutes. That's like, that there's no real, there's no plausible explanation for what was even being discussed. So, you know, they don't, they don't take that into account. It's just, I think that they put that in to maybe make it interesting, but I don't think it exactly has the effect that they want, because if you're more astute and you think about it, it just points to what I think is the takeaway, which is we don't even know our own history. Uh, uh, you know, there are, Watergate is a sprawling conspiracy, just what's exposed. <clears throat> and it was probably there were other bigger conspiratorial elements that probably produced the outcome uh, that, that, that eventually came. Yeah. And, and on the side, you have, well, one of the, one of the quote-unquote conspiracy theories that the producers are completely aware of was that James McCord was intentionally trying to get them caught by leaving the piece of tape. And, and, and you can see it throughout the show. Like McCord's a, kind of like a weird, weird old uncle-type character kind of kind of goofy but kind of serious at times like he's going around and he's talking to police officers and they're like oh you're jim mccord like i know you it's like a, it's like in john wick where they're like oh you're john wick so they, they definitely understand that they're that these theories are out there and that people are that there's material to support it but if you if you listen to the the, the podcast they don't want to talk about it much. they they want to dismiss it all uh, again, to reinforce the all the president's men narrative that, yeah, this this was this was a Nixon operation at the end of the day, and uh, anything further than that, I mean, we don't need to we don't need to look into. Yeah, they do that with the plane crash too, because the the perhaps the most you know counter conventional thing in the whole event that they depict is that they more or less imply that that Dorothy Hunt was killed on purpose, you know, by uh, that she was assassinated by plane crash uh, and 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 then they sort of pin that on nixon too which is to be fair nick in that case it does seem to to be plausibly connected to the nixon administration because of the fact that the faa you know the, they had like a brand new secretary on that day or a new person running it on that very day i mean and there's a number of other things that are strange about that so they they put that in the film and you end up, it does, and they do imply that. But again, it's like, you get the impression that it's a Nixon thing. It's not some other force. There's a point where uh, uh, he says, uh, where Howard Hunt says, 
I know who really killed Dorothy. And I was like, at the edge of my seat, I was like, what are they going to say? And then it was just like, me, all my choices led to this. And I was like, okay, all right, well, I see Which you're was, not going to go anywhere. I mean, that's kind of true. true. Yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, but someone did really kill Dorothy Hunt. And uh, and if you want to pin that out just on Nixon, I mean, uh, that seems like yeah, a superficial, enough, especially when you bring the Kennedy assassination to the whole thing. Yeah. And the implication, uh, I, I felt they leaned into early on in the episode after he's been caught. Uh, Dorothy Hunt is in with his lawyer and is saying, I know you're talking to the White House lawyers. We're going to play hardball. We're going to start naming na Like, basically, we're going to take everybody down with us if you don't take care of us. And there's sort of this look he gives her. And the lawyer, Hunt's lawyer is kind of like, and, and is the whole time is trying to kind of keep his hands clean. And I got the sense that they're trying to imply that this was sort of what made, okay, she's the threat here. Hunt is, you know, loyal to the cause. And we're going to send a message that, hey, she took, she just so happened to open up a life insurance policy that day. Here's your payout that you wanted. But at the, if we got rid of the person that was pushing you toward taking us all down in the process. And that's without getting into, um, Aaron, I don't know if you want to dig into some of the, the continuity government angle with, uh, with Dorothy Hunt. But if you want it to be about Nixon doing it, and Hunt says, or yeah, Hunt after, after saying, I know who killed her, I think a little bit before that, at her funeral goes, the FBI beat them there. Like, the FBI were the first people to this. And how no, that was going to happen. And they rerouted the flight and all this stuff that, you know, they, they make a very clear case. Like, that is the thing, even more so than the fact that during the plane crash, she's talking to a, a reporter about, I kept track of all the receipts and all this stuff, and I was in the war, and I was re recovering, you know, art from the Nazis. And then, here I was, where was where was Howard Hunt uh, on November 22nd, 1963? Well, I'll tell you, he wasn't me. He was in, and then the plane crashes. And so that, that there's two really explicit things, which is that, that the that they really set that up narratively like it's it's hilarious that to think that that's what she was in the middle of saying as the plane hit the runway but on um in the aftermath too they're very very clear that you know they they use Howard Hunt to lay it out of all of the facts around it very clearly being a setup to to kill Dorothy Hunt in that plane crash so um they they do a good job kind of laying those things out and then like you said they shy away from everything else but it's funny to to complottergate conspiracy theories and then go around, you know, setting up Dorothy Hunt knowing about who killed JFK and and G Gordon Liddy asks Hunt at one point. Sturgis, they Sturgis set all these says, things up and then Sturgis says things too. He he says oh, something yeah. like, yeah. he's like, it's good, you know. I mean, they they depict Sturgis as more like a almost like not not a subordinate to Hunt. Like they almost make him like a emissary of the mob, which is not Yeah. I mean, he did do a lot of work with the mob, but like that's funny that they had him say that like don't ever mention that <laughs> and they have cuba hissed together about the bay of pigs they they touch on that a little bit of them runs for for cattle during the revolution and everything but yeah um, well, sturgis was involved in i mean they don't they can't they don't put this in the thing and they don't put sturgis in it much at all but sturgis was someone who at, immediately when kennedy is killed he is part of a group in uh, that's based around miami putting out material, uh, false material to reporters, indicating, you know, suggesting that Oswald was a Castro associate and that he'd been to Florida and that was somehow a Cuban 
operation in Dallas, you know, a communist Cuban operation in Dallas. So, so Sturgis is a very, that's extremely suspicious. That's how Peter knew that something was up with Watergate in the first place was because he was already writing about Sturgis and his activities when the Watergate burglars got arrested and then thought like, well, holy shit, I know who this Frank Fiorini, Frank Sturgis guy is. And another thing was that when he was in, this was reported in the San Francisco Chronicle, but he at one point said something to the effect of like, yeah, we were going into the, we broke into the DNC to see if they knew anything about the Kennedy assassination or something. So he just threw something like that out there, uh, you know, so it's not, they, that was, really wasn't crazy dramatic license for them to have him say that. And yet they just, they don't explore it any further. That was just an excerpt from the American Exception podcast. To hear the whole episode, as well as archived and new episodes, please subscribe to the American Exception podcast at Patreon. There's a link in the show notes, or you can just go to patreon.com slash American Exception. Subscribe and you can join us as we illuminate the dark side of the U.S. empire.